Hello queens, my name is Nikki and welcome to Powered Up, the show where women empower each other through the sharing of personal inspirational stories, the sharing of information and best practices to power up and to achieve our inner greatness. Hello, welcome back to Powered Up. It's your host, Nikki, and I'm back again with another episode. I have today a wonderful person, which a while. We're going to have some interesting conversations around networking, um, women empowerment, and a few other topics. Welcome, Manuela. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Welcome. Um, so a little bit about Aniola. She is the director of IE University Africa Center. She's also the founder of HTH Consulting Services. She's also a co-founder of Africa Communications Week. And also on the PR power list of GLG. Congrats on that. Thank you. And you're also contributing to Women's Technology Implement in Nigeria. Congrats on that as well. Nyola is also a mom and a wife, so the whole full package. <laughs> How's it going on this very rainy summer day? It's going well, thank you very much. Um, as we're just listing all the things, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I, <laughs> how am I balancing? <laughs> how am I balancing? Is there even such a thing as balance? <laughs> there is even such a thing as balance. Since you got there, how are you balancing? Because it's like a list of very powerful things that you have. It's not just small, small things that you're, that you're doing. Good, good, good question. I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have um, um, a very flexible schedule, um, fortunate to also work with um, um, an organization, i.e. that's, um, you know, very supportive of, um, you know, of, of its talent. Um, so people being able to um, just, yeah, get involved with, um, with, um, different things that they're passionate um, about, and and so and and I would say also passion, right? So Africa Communications Week, I'm co-founder with um, um, with Annie Mutamba. So it's just not me; it's a team of people. So so passion and teamwork, I think, is <laughs> I think are probably the ways that I'm um, able to sort of do some of these things, right? Okay, I think that's a that's a good answer, and I like that you said that balance if there's such a thing because I think it's such an utopic thing that people look for sometimes you may never find it it's just a mix of like having support system like you listed teamwork that makes it that also makes it work let's talk about being on the power list of PR power list how, how does it feel to be on that particular list the list um, this is the second year um, yeah. that the list um, that the list um, 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 was announced the announcement came out um, a couple of weeks ago I believe and um, I was recognized for my work with Africa Communications Week so that for me I think is very rewarding I think that's what's great about um, the list and that's what's great about the um, the award because Annie and I started Africa Communications Week, um, I think about seven years ago, and we wanted to create a community of like-minded um, professionals, communication professionals, who are passionate about the continent's transformation, and, you know, just also across languages as well. That's also something that was very, very important for us. Um, so not just um, English speaking, but French speaking, and really encompassing um, the continent, but basically people who wanted to, through their work, um, advanced more balanced narratives about about the continent um you know we we got together for coffee
coffee one day, had a big rant about how the continent was being perceived and who were the agents, um, you know, who was, you know, who was at fault or who had the power, who had the tools, actually. And um, we, this is why we put Africa Communications Week together. And so seven years down the line, um, we're still going strong. And really, it was um, such an honor um, to be seen, to be recognized for that work, to be, you know, to have been able to create the community and also to see that people actually benefit from the community. Mm -hmm. So it is a community. It's not just about us. Um, you know, um, we've been able to bring people together um, and also, you know, contribute to the work around advancing more balance narratives about the continent so that that's what's great about being on the list <laughs> for me i mean which is like a great thing because just kind of building impactful conversations bringing people together that will actually make something impactful in the future so something very rewarding as yeah. you say is something to be to feel good about and uh congrats on that Thank and you. and you definitely <laughs> should feel rewarded and Thank feel you. seen uh, for the work that you do together with africa uh, communications week and annie as well and all the people People that you you work together with I actually quite jo joined a few sessions online this year because oh, it was in May it was just yeah. in May that the last Africa communications happened and I remember I texted you saying do you have anything in London because I'll be in London <laughs> so I can go to it because I cannot physically be there but I'm so happy that something like this exists because I think this is also how we kind of connected so, no, completely how we connected. Completely how we connected. Because I remember coming out of uni and like feeling that burn, like I want to be part of something mm. that will make me that will make me feel like okay, I'm doing something and contributing to like the development of my own continent. Yeah. I mean, I've been here for a while, but I was like, okay, what? How, how can I? How can I do that? Yeah. And so I came across Africa. I reached out to yeah. I think Annie at the time. Yeah. Quickly, like I was added to a WhatsApp group before I knew it. I was at an event, like doing things, and it felt so good to be part of like that network. And like you said, to be seen. Yeah. And I also feel like you're making a little impact, if not like grandest things, mm -hmm. but like something very little. So I'm really happy you guys like brought this to life. Thank you, thank you very much. And I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, I was uh, in preparing for our. Um, for our, you know, podcast today, I was looking through my emails and I, I, I have the email from you in <laughs> 2017. Oh my goodness, that's when I graduated. Exactly. In terms of like, like building a network and bringing a network of people together, it brings me to like the question of like, what we want to discuss today around networking. In your eyes, how do you build a successful network as a woman in like the world as it is? How, how do you do it? Is there like a way to it? I mean, that's a really, really good question. And so for me, I moved from Lagos to um, Brussels, I think, eight, eight years ago. And um, one of the things, you know, that became very apparent to me, you know, um, coming from Lagos was, okay, I... And I think that's also the biggest thing when you're moving to a new um, location, um, when you've already had years behind you um, at work, is that you actually have to create a new, actually have to build a network from scratch. And that's how I felt coming into, into, um, into, into Brussels, into the new place. And I thought to myself, okay, how am, how am I going to do this? Is there a playbook, you know, yeah. for, um, for network building? And um, I mean, I don't think that there's any one way to, to do things. Um, what I found very, very helpful, number one was from a stri strategic perspective, was just to say, okay, these are, the, um, these are the sort of things that I'm interested in. I was interested in communication. I was interested um, in the continent um, and what's happening um, um, around those 
those um, those subjects or thematic areas um, when it comes to events. So places where I could actually go to meet people. Um, I am not necessarily the. I wouldn't consider myself um, an extrovert, um, and so. I know because I've spoken to quite a lot of people who say, oh my gosh, the idea of going to an event and just putting myself out there is just like horrible. I don't know what to say. So what I will say is that's where you have to be quite thoughtful and intentional about the kind of events that you want to go to so that there should be things that you're actually interested in. Mm -hmm. It makes it easier to talk to people and actually even do a bit of preparation, right? So look through, um, look through your, you know, who's going to be speaking, who's of interest, potentially interesting um, to me to just talk to. Um, and, um, you know, not necessarily to be looking to get something, but also what value do I bring to the table and what can I add to this conversation as well? And so that's basically what I did, to be honest, right? I was, you know, okay, what's happening um, in Brussels around the, the areas that I'm interested in, around, you know, women, around um, technology, around communication around the African continent and, um, you know, go to these events. And it requires putting yourself out there. I mean, that's just the reality. You, you don't have to talk to 10 people. I'm, I don't even have the energy to talk to, <laughs> to talk to 10 people all at once. But if I speak to, I get to meet one or two people, back up a good conversation um, and plant a seed, so to speak. Um, I think that's, the, that's a good place um, to start off from. And that's where, I mean, to be honest, that's the way that I've met um, a lot of really great um, um, connections who have actually become good friends um, as well, right? Um, and um, that was essentially my approach when I moved. And it's tough, right? I mean, it's really, really tough to put yourself out there, but ultimately I think it's rewarding um, as well. So um, that's, that's one of the ways I would say that's I love your emphasis on interest. Because obviously, if you go in a space where you have interest in, you're able to contribute to conversations or you have something to say about that particular thing. Moving forward, I think the step that is most crippling for most people is actually being at the event and making the move to talk to people. And that's when it's like, well, how do I approach this person? Like, how do I move into this conversation? And it can be like, what am I doing? And also this idea of selling yourself at networking events. What is your take on this concept of um, self-selling to people during um, networking events? Zach? I don't think it's about selling yourself. And that's why I talked about, you know, sometimes, I mean, not even sometimes, I think you need to be also thinking about um, what you have to offer to people, mm. right? Um, it's not about just going and talking to people and just like, you know, blurting out every single thing that you do. You need to, at the end of the day, I think that human beings were quite self-involved, you know? Mm. So people want to talk about their own selves. So even just asking people questions, what, are, what do you do? You know, tell me more about yourself, right? Mm. So just even focusing on the other person, you know, um, and learning more. So it's an opportunity, I think, to listen at the first instance. You don't necessarily have to, you know, it's not, um, I mean, ex you know, it's not that you're going to do an elevator pitch and you have two minutes to just, you know, sell yourself. You know, this is not what we're talking about, right? We're talking about building 
long-lasting, um, potentially long-lasting relationships. And sometimes you talk to people and there's, there's, you know, you don't have a connection and that's okay. And, you know, but I think going in with the mindset of, okay, what value can I add? Listening first. Okay, this person is talking about something. Do I know someone who could potentially help them, right? Or how can I contribute to? So I, I don't go into this, to conversations thinking about, okay, um, how can I sell myself? Mm. It's really more around, okay, um, learning something new, um, thinking about the value um, and the contribution that I can make to this mm. person. What doors could I potentially open? Um, and, um, and, that's a, and, and that's a great way, I think, to, um, to, to have a conversation um, with someone, is just not to really just sell yourself. I think the opportunity to, to demonstrate your capacity um, um, will come later, but just people love the fact that they spoke to someone who was actually just listening to them. And I think that's a really, that's, I've found to be a useful approach um, when I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> but I love every advice you're giving and every insight you're giving right now. Has there been moments where you have come across obstacles while networking? What do those obstacles look like and how did you navigate through them? Well, no, there, there, there's, there's definitely been obstacles. I mean, look, the reality of it is um, I'm a black female um, in, a, in mostly white spaces. Mm. Um, and I think that's one, I mean, that in itself is, is a challenge and an opportunity right um, and I think for me you know that's uh, it's 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 one of those things where you have to be very comfortable um, you know with yourself comfortable with um, who you are and comfortable with what you what you bring to the table um, and um, and confident um, of what you bring to the table I think that's um, I think the most important thing but like everything else I think in life um, every sort of meeting every sort of presentation I think preparation is key right so I'm prepared um, you know to talk about myself to talk about what I do to talk about what I'm able to offer and so that I think um, helps, you know, in terms of just navigating um, some of those spaces. The other thing that I've realized is that, you know, um, while there, there, there are a lot of doors that I've never felt that sense that nowhere is open to me, right? I've always been, felt quite comfortable going to places where there's not a lot of people who look, um, who look like me. And one of the things that I'm also very, I would say, cognizant of is opening up those kinds of spaces for other people as well, right? Um, some people have, I have people who have been very deliberate about opening doors um, for me um, to get into those spaces. Um, and I also feel, um, I mean, obligated is a strong word, but I think it's very, very important to also open up those spaces um, for other women, um, for other people from, um, from the continent, um, be able to, to get access because access is very, very important. So um, I, think, I think access is a challenge um, and um, being able to navigate that um, is, I think, a challenge we probably will always have, but there are people who are willing to open doors and um, I'm also very, very um, mindful of opening those doors for other people as well. You could like highlight the importance on going to spaces where you don't see people like you there because I think a lot of people are kind of like scared. Okay, there's no other black person, so why should I go there? I even feel scared to why even, not? you know, exactly. And I think sometimes we miss the the point because because you relate to people who look like you more. You feel like okay, I can go into the space because that person there. And I like the fact that you said that you've never been scared to go into spaces where people like you are not there. So I want you 
I would like for you to highlight that importance of like putting yourself in spaces also for them to get to know people like you. But I th but you see, that's actually, I mean, what you, the last part is, I think, something that's actually quite um, important, right? Because the reality of it is, you know, we continue to, I mean, human beings, we all have biases. We like people who look like us. Mm. We, you know, we like people who are our friends, who mm. talk like us and who are, you know, we can relate to. If you don't have people within your sphere, or even, you know, within your group who are different from you, um, then, I mean, for me, that's, I mean, that's not reflective of the world that we live in. The world that we live in is diverse, right? So it consists of people from different ethnicities, different cultures, different religious backgrounds. Um, and you need to be able to expose yourself um, because that's just the world we live in. So I think limiting yourself to spaces where it's just only you, I mean, it's just not, it's not reality, right? So that, that for me, it's like, well, you're, you're almost kind of segregating your, you know, segregating yourself. Um, so, so, that's the way that I I, I, um, I like to think about it. And I think you just, I mean, just go to, go. why, why can't you just go? I, I mean, I, I don't know whether it's my Nigerian sensibility, but I, for me, it's just, yeah. I mean, you, there's some, like, you look, there's an event that I want to, um, that I find interesting. And that's why I talk about interest, right? Like, there's something that I find interesting. Um, you know, it's accessible in terms of registration. If, you know, I can get there, um, I can, you know, and I find a friend, if you feel alone, find find someone to drag along, yeah. <laughs> drag along with you, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or, and that's also another thing, right, that when I find um, events or places that I think are interesting, it's also to invite people mm -hmm. um, as well. So let's, let's all go and just, you know, have fun, you know, yeah. but I mean, for me, this is um, um, actually, and to be honest with you, I enjoy just, you know, enjoy going to places and, um, you know, look, let people, let people see people who are different from them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think people are just like really scared in that sense. And for me the same, I do not understand what is scary about it, but I also get it. Mm -hmm. In the in the sense like okay I'm not gonna go talk about let's talk about maybe go to the museum for example this whole weekend I've been going to like three museums always I'm looking I'm like my people where are you like I'm just trying to understand I went to a museum of like instrument and like people of color are like really in tune with music you would think that you would go to a place like this to learn more about like music all that kind of stuff no zero only person I'm just like. W what is it is it like the attraction is not there are we not interested what is it and it just keeps you like thinking and then when you bring it to professional spaces like having the courage to go to that networking event I work at a business school I think there's always like one then that's it like person of color entering the room and like networking with other people because we all like I think it's awkward to do it I, I just don't understand it's really like hard to comprehend what the issue could be that's a, that's a good i mean there's a good question but i think there's a level of um in, i think people historically have felt um and that's so i'm speaking now as obviously um like an outsider looking yeah. in because um i didn't grow up in these kinds of spaces mm. right i grew up where you know everybody kind of looked like me so i don't have those same sensibilities mm. but i think that a lot of these spaces have 
previously been closed and i say closed with with you know with captions um um to people so there's that legacy i think um you know historical legacy of not actually feeling like you belong and not feeling welcome um and so that's something that i think will will has to change um definitely um so there's there's that um but i think it also takes you know once again right like you know people who are you know you going to be inviting your friends right like let's go check this out um or you know um being very very deliberate once again to open doors mm. for people to come in as well because you know um one thing to be in those spaces is another thing to feel like you belong right so mm. um inclusion so when we talk about um diversity equity and inclusion inclusion is about belonging as well so it's one thing to feel like okay i'm there but um, do i actually belong um am i you know is my voice heard do i have a say am i um do i have pathways for growth you know um so i think there's a lot of steps um along the way um um i think we'll, we'll obviously we'll get there but um i think it takes a lot of um being deliberate being intentional and being brave right yeah. and not being so self-conscious because look at the end of the day honestly guess what nobody's so self-involved they're only thinking about themselves nobody is no looking at you. you. No. <laughs> you know so I think there's also a level of not being so self-conscious that we need to just kind of like you know um be humble and judge I'm just be like look nobody nobody cares yeah. like just go and do your thing and enjoy yourself. Nobody's looking. Trust me. That's what busy focus on that stuff. Nobody's looking. So you know about like the concept of code switching. There is a debate um, online um, for an example of black people code switching in professional settings. And so the conversation was like, one side was like, oh, if you go to Rome, you do what Rome do. Mm-hmm. The other side was like, oh, you just be you. You don't have to try and fit in this norm or conform to this professional norm. I want to know which, which, where you fall on this conversation because it just gets me thinking. That's actually like a good debate. What do you do? You're in a, you're in a professional world where like they do things is a very great example because there's always like okay go to drinks you do this you talk in a certain way or you dress in a certain way and that kind of thing do you conform to space if you're trying to connect with the people in place or do you go on the route of like okay i'm gonna just be me so my um i think that my answer is somewhere in between mm. okay um because i think that you do have to bring your authentic i think that our our value our sort of beauty and our um you know our worth comes in being our authentic self if you are pretending or if you're feeling like you have to hone down that's that's exhausting mm. i mean i think that that's exhausting having to you know to 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 do that right um to feel that you have to do that um So I think that you do need to um I think that you need to be yourself um as much as possible right um and but I also think that we we need to I mean we are what's the word I think that there's appropriate behavior for for different places right um and you know you just so according to to that so it's you're not being less of yourself um i mean i dress like i dress how i want to dress right mm-hmm. well, when it comes to um you know things that make like i i like wearing colorful stuff this is just a, a light example right um and frankly people people here like beige and gray and and black and black and blue <laughs> and blue and, blue. and, blue. and um 
I, I mean, for me, that's just like, uh, you know, that's not what I like. So I, I'm not going to, I will wear my bright orange jacket, for example, right? And it's not... No, uh, I remember that bright orange jacket. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I, I will do that. So for me, that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's what I like. Yeah. Um, it's what I enjoy and it's what brings me joy. And that's fine. I don't feel the need whatsoever to, um, to, to tone that down. Um, but I'm just thinking, I mean, it depends on, I mean, you know, and I also feel like I think that corporate culture is is evolving actually um, um, more so now. Um, I think that a lot of the spaces that we're in, like um, I, it depends on what you mean by corporate culture, but mm. when it comes to formal ways of dressing, how you address people, all of those things, I think the lines are sort of fading. Funny enough, um, um, back in Nigeria, in certain sectors, you have way more. So in banks, people dress in a certain way. Mm. That, whether you're in Nigeria, is the same. Mm. Whether you're in, you know, mm. Europe, is the same. And that's, oh, it's yeah. the norm. That's mm. what they do within that sector, mm. you know. Mm. So, um, you know, if I make a choice to be in that sector and that's what they do, well, I mean, I guess I could stand out if I was so inclined mm. to, but I mean, I don't know. So I think, I think there's a, I think there's, I think you have to be sensitive, right? Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily going to kind of bludgeon um, people, um, you know, with me, 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 me. I think it, it, but you do have to be your authentic self as well. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm not, I'm not either or, to be honest. I'm not, um, I'm somewhere kind of more in the middle. And, and I, I am thinking about it and I'm asking myself, okay, is this just like the easy way out um, response? But no, actually, I, I genuinely think you have to be yourself. Um, but I also think that you have to be able to understand and navigate the spaces. I think I am in between. It's in between as well. Because it was like a really good question. I thought about it for a minute. I'm like, actually, yeah, I want to be myself, but I also want to in a way seen in the space that I have entered into. Okay, I belong here, so I go according to, not according from being. I think that there are entering opportunities that could help um, the networking opportunities of men. I think, I, so I think that, um, I think women definitely need mentors. We need mentors. Um, I think we also need sponsors. Mm. So, um, and, you know, like, you know, a mentor is someone who, you know, um, basically shares what, you know, their experiences, what they've been through, um, you know, help you to sort of think through and navigate, you know, sort of growth career paths. It could be formal, it could be informal. I know there are lots of formal mentorship programs and I suppose those work, but I think also informal um, mentorship is, um, I think is also good. But sponsors, I think this is where I, um, and, and I, I started thinking and, you know, thinking about this, um, you know, years ago, um, and I've had a, a few few um, sponsors, and um, what sponsors do is speak for you when you're not in the room. They're the mm. ones they advance, mm. you know, um, you know, help um, advance your position. You know, they open doors for you, and I think people you need that, right? Mm. Like you can't do it, you can't do things on our on our own. Number one, but we also need people in positions of power mm. who are able to quote unquote sponsor you mm. um, and say, look, I think. 
drop your name in the conversation and say, I think this person mm -hmm. would be good um, for this. And I've had some really um, um, great sponsors, I would say, over the course of my career who have been extremely um, generous mm -hmm. um, and um, magnanimous in that, in that capacity. And I think that that's absolutely important. I think people don't, don't necessarily think about that a lot, mm -hmm. um, but um, I would say even more, I mean, even more than mentorship, right? Um, if, if, as you're thinking about career progression. How have you built upon that sponsorship relationship in your, in your career path? So it's so I would say that it's two things, right? So one, there's 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 the natural sort of you know um, it's just happened, quote mm. unquote. But sometimes it's you know you, you've been quite intentional about developing specific relationships um, with people. It's not like you're saying, oh, please be my sponsor. <laughs> no. Can you sponsor me? <laughs> no way. But you've developed. This person knows. That you have the capacity to deliver mm -hmm. so they're not i mean obviously because they're putting their reputation on the line so this mm -hmm. is these are people who you've you know you've worked with or you know um, in senior positions you know that you have the capacity um, um to deliver um they've seen your potential um and are able to to speak up for you so i would say that you know to a certain extent there's a level of um intentionality mm. in in so, sort of seeking out those relationships you have to be smart and i would say like uh, you know for example if you're in a corporate organization you know there's um you know volunteer yourself right mm. for all those side um side projects mm. that have the potential to um to give give visibility mm. to you right so um or cross functional projects um i think those are um those are ways um to put yourself out there mm. so that people in other positions might see you and think oh this person this person worked on this um you know project i think they'll be good for um for mm. something else so i think those are some of the practical ways that you can do that that is actually working on projects kind of outside of your sort of your main mm -hmm. job. Yeah, your main job is to say, okay, yes, exactly. And um, visibility, they offer you um, ways and pathways um, to grow and show different skills that you have, not just for particular, you know, mm -hmm. functional skill sets. I love that you said that because I, I think three years ago, someone said something to me and I think I have never forgotten it. Basically, so you know this idea of like, yeah, you work hard and then you get the rewards and, and then the person was like, actually, no. <laughs> you get to know the people who can put you in the place because you can work out as some, no one is seeing you be able to do it and like vouch for you. So what you're working hard is just working hard. So what you need to do besides working hard is also get, get in touch with the right people, talk to people, like you said, in the higher positions, like try to form a relationship with these people. So they think of you. So if you're in your corner and you're just working, no one is seeing you. And like the people that get like, uh, what's it called? Promotions. Promotions are people that are talking to these people, are making themselves visible to these people. So they, they know you. So they can, when you do something, they're like, oh, she did this. Next time when something comes up, will be you that the name will be dropped so i'm really like happy that you that you mentioned that you mentioned it's like working hard they lied to you and i it has my life has never be this been the same she's like it's a lie is that what your mom told you it's a lie so i'm i'm laughing so much because i had a conversation um with um, another friend of mine who just um she'd been uh, she just started working and she was like this merit thing is just some you know it's not is it look i mean working hard and being excellent in what you do is extremely important but also as important are the relationships that you create mm. right um and as i said before part of those 
creating those relationships is how can you add value? Um, you know, people are interested in how you can help, you know, how you can help them, how you can add value. So if you take on um, projects or, you know, do things, um, you know, help people solve their problems, you know, come up with creative ideas and solutions to their problems. Um, and that's what, that's what, you know, I think um, real networking is. So my next question is, what role does self-confidence and assertiveness play in successful networking for women? Is it that we're less likely to be assertive? Do you build relationships without having the two character traits to you? I mean, I think that I think we all need um, a level of assertiveness. Um, and I don't. I don't think there's anything. Um, I think we all have to, I think we need to develop assertiveness because you, it's just basically speaking up for yourself, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I mean, I think we need to teach um, kids um, assertiveness, um, both boys and both girls. Um, and I think for me, assertiveness is just, it's just basically speaking up for yourself. Um, I think that when it comes to self-confidence, I think what it is, is we, you, you actually have to, and that's something that I do, I think you have to rehearse and you have to kind of preach to yourself <laughs> a lot, right? The mirror <laughs> Yeah, you know, just, you know, preach to yourself just talk to yourself um it's really around your self-talk mm. um so even this the whole assertiveness and self-confidence i think they're, they're, they're both things around your self-talk what's going on in your head do you feel like oh you don't deserve it or do you feel like oh something is going to happen if i speak up for myself or mm. you know um i think i think when we can improve our self-talk um, um i think then assertiveness um and the self-confidence sort of flow out of that and I'm not talking about being overtly aggressive and I'm not talking about being overconfident I'm just mm. talking about you know just these are your strengths these are um, you know what you're good at you know what value that you bring then you talk to other people as well to kind of um, get a sense of you know from let's say remuneration for example what that is worth <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean um, if you only speak if you only if you don't talk to people if you're not vulnerable um, if you're not able to be vulnerable you haven't found people that you're able to be vulnerable with um, when it comes to things around you know remuneration around um, you know what you should be getting in terms of motion or then then you're a bit stuck but when you when you talk to people then you ah okay you know like you it opens your eyes yeah. as well so I think that's also I think those are also um, important but I do think it's important to be assertive and for me assertiveness is just is just um, speaking up for your yourself um, and um, we'll always be I think that there you know we're human beings I think we'll always have these niggling doubts um, you know we'll be like oh 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 but I think everybody has those right mm -hmm. um, you know everybody's winging it as they say <laughs> <laughs> everybody's winging it and everybody's just trying to do their best so um yeah i i, I mean i think it's just it's the self-talk that's really really for me what i kind of gather from this is that networking is not only like talking to the person who's like higher on the ladder actually to get them to see you it's also about like talking this it's also building a relationship trust people outside of your organization just to see how things are going how they're experiencing things the whole stakeholder kind of um is it stakeholder management is the whole stakeholder management it's not one thing it's like one thing and the other on the side and the other on the side on underneath like beside it and this is how you've made me kind of like think of networking in in its own thing before we go after talking about all this nice skills is there anything that you want to add um to women who are like feeling a little bit that it's a hard thing to do like how would you encourage them to kind of put themselves 
themselves out there, put themselves in like the spaces that they want to be in? I mean, I would say, you know, and I, I gave this advice also to um, a group of women. I just say, look, so another approach, um, Another approach, honestly, is, and, and I do better, actually, in these kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. I am more of a one-on-one -on -one person, mm -hmm. you know. Um, like to just talk to people, you know, one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And so what I would encourage you to do or encourage people to do as well is, okay, fine, you know. If there are some of these events that you go to, once again, look at, you know, they, a lot of them have, like, a, sort of a, a, a list. Sometimes they show you, okay, who's going to be there. And, and think about, okay, who do I want to talk to? Mm -hmm. um, and just go talk to that person. You know, if you cannot do, you know, the big thing or the idle, because a lot of people idle talk. I, I don't idle talk. I don't know. Okay, hi, hello. Mm -hmm. My name is da 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 da. I see that you are blah 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 because you've done your research. Yeah. And just have one conversation with with someone, yeah. right? Um, and you know, follow that up with, okay, can I? Do you have some time for a, a coffee or online coffee, as as the case may be? But look at it from a sort of one-on-one -on -one approach versus a, oh my gosh, I have to go to this huge event. Mm -hmm. And you know, no, just think, okay, there's one or two people, and that's the way that I approach it. There's just one or two people that if I talk to one or two people that I'm okay I don't I it's don't. finished <laughs> that's it I reached capacity. capacity I mean it's also not about like quantities no, about like it's, the it's quality yeah. And, and, yeah and and don't be discouraged right because you're basically planting seeds hmm. maybe eight of them are not going to to, to germinate or blossom hmm. but two will you know what I mean and so I think that's the approach um, um to look at it and don't you know you know sometimes I have conversations like well that was a bust <laughs> and you just move and you just yeah, after the next you know just you know shake it off and and move on right um yeah I think and you never honestly look you never know um what comes out of out of those things right like you reached out to um to Annie years ago yes. I, I mean which is and Networking. No, but that's but that's my point. And you 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 mentioned, look, you know, you something that you were interested in. You you heard about this thing, and you made a move, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and it was an email, right? And you got a response, and from there, you've developed relationships that have actually lasted years. Yes. So yes. that's and that's, that the first? that's absolutely the first time that we you know that we met, and then we met in in you know um, later on um, through work. So my, my my point is, you you just don't. No, you, you really, but look, you have to take a step. Mm -hmm. you, you're not going to sit in your room um, and stuff is going to fall down through the, mm -hmm. through the ceiling from mm -hmm. heaven. No, you actually do have to take steps and um, just be brave, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's an element of courage and I think boldness that um, we need in order to just, yeah, take the, take the Talking of, step. you said something about a room that made me think of like LinkedIn as like a place of that connection. People who are, I guess, have not gathered the courage I I think LinkedIn is really, I think it's a great way to connect with people. Um, I mean, I have connected with people um, over LinkedIn. Um, but once again, I think the same, my guidelines sort of, you know, um, apply. But with LinkedIn, you actually need to be a bit more deliberate because nobody has time <laughs> also, right? Yeah. So, you know, be very, very specific is my mm -hmm. point. So over LinkedIn, I think, you know, it's not, oh, hi, hello. <laughs> okay. No no. no, 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 no. Yeah. You have to be quite okay. My name is, you know, I'm this, da, da, da. I would like to you know, invite you to, do you have time to speak or, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. so lots of people, honestly, LinkedIn is a great way to connect. Um, um, it's a really, really important way to connect, spruce up your LinkedIn profile, update it, and um, 
find that people are much nicer and much open than you, much more open than you think. Um, they are usually willing to connect, especially when it comes to, you know, their profession or the area that they're, you know, um, of interest. So you have shared common interests, or even if it's something new that you don't, you know, like you're interested in learning about, you know, maybe when they have time and if, you know, mm -hmm. um, and once again, you know, don't um, be too self-conscious, um, you know, if they don't have time, that's okay. All right, thank you for all these advices and uh, mentorship and eventually sponsorship. Uh, thank you for this conversation. Before we go, I think last, last, is there anything that you're working on with Africans Week, with any other thing that you want to know about, jump on, um, come along on the ride, on the journey, anything that you want us to know about? With Africa Comms Week, we um, convene comms professionals every year around Africa Day. So that takes place um, in May. Um, so we're always, I mean, we work with um, professionals around the world. So if you want to organize an event, if there's something you want to do um, in the communication space, um, that's a good week um, um, to do it. So we partner to we partner with you. Um, so definitely, if you're a comms professional, you're passionate about, um, passionate about um, um, continent's transformation, that's um, definitely um, a really good a, a good one, um, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. So, anything about IE that you want to forward? Africa Center. I mean, we organize a series of um, events um, and programs um, um, through the year. Um, so you can also visit um, ie.edu/africa to see what we're up to, um, and um, maybe um, apply and take part in one of our programs. Thanks a lot, Eliola, for taking the time and for having this chat. So this is it for today, and uh, catch you on the next episode. Definitely give us a read view of what you found about navigating networking in the professional world as a woman and all of the conversation on social media and let's take it there. <laughs>